let me see here. Uh, we take a look at uh, take a look at the new player here. It's Mike uh, uh, Moose Mouse Moose 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 Moss Moscow Moscow Whoa. He's my new favorite player. All right. All right, Mike Moscow. Hey guys, it's Dan Lauer. And I'm Danny Hoig, and welcome to the Let's Play 2 podcast. Dan Lauer, we have made it to an episode 9. I think you and I had maybe a goal of 5. <laughs> maybe a goal of 5. If we can finagle 5 guys to learn how to play around with Skype, uh, then we can bring them on. Uh, but we have it. We've got a month left. Uh, with a month left, what are some thoughts going through your head? I, I think right now, man, um, just league-wide, um, it's just finding out who's going to finish third. You know, I, I, it, it's not an arrogant, cocky sort of like feeling I've got second locked up. I think we all know first place is locked up, but it seemingly is, is more like that third place position is what's really up for grabs right now. It seems like everybody's within a hundred, couple hundred, and everybody really theoretically has a chance. Even uh, Ryan, even Ryan has <laughs> yeah. pulled up. Oh. Look at this fucking guy. Yeah, he's sitting in sixth place right now. Yeah, I owe you a six-pack if Ryan actually catches me and surpasses this with his uh, train wreck of the pitching that he's got. But he's going to run out of pitching here really soon. However, he is also uh, trying to make a strong push for like the most transactions in the world along with the Diamond Kids. So those two are going well, we, to... We play just got to hope we get the Golden uh, Fernando back. That's that's Oh, that's right. Game. Yeah, the that's, Golden Fernando sitting Lakeland. in his office. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> now I'm not there anymore to claim it. Another uh, special episode here with episode nine because we do have a guest, uh, and it's a person you and I actually have never met face to face. We've just tried to trade with him and gotten denied a couple of times. I'm sure your star for my trash, I'm sure, has come across Corey Reynolds' team and transaction waiver wire. So I want to, yeah, welcome the Syndigardians of the Galaxy to the podcast. Corey, say hi to the people, man. Hello, hello, hello. I'm glad I finally get to make it on. It's been uh, fun to listen to you guys throughout the year, so it's glad I can be here. Yeah, it's always <laughs> interesting to listen to Dan and I and then suddenly put faces like these are the shenanigan makers that put this <laughs> ridiculous 13 audience podcast 13 audiences because dan makes his wife listen to it uh, in the car. Is, this, is this a moment that you've been just like looking forward to all season like god i hope i get that invite man i really want to be a star on the podcast just it, it makes me finally feel like i'm a part i've made it like i was good. just a, kind of a, a player before and now now i'm there i've hit the new level good i'm feeling good <laughs> yeah well we brought ben on and ben ran away with first we brought baka on he ran he's he's cl made the climb and going to the third maybe you'll get some of that magic and right now brian is thinking to himself how come i don't have that magic and keep falling? <laughs> right. 
Because <laughs> he changed his name four times since our podcast. Just got to hold true, hold true. Uh, it's good to have you, man. It's good to um, meet you and uh, obviously see you. I know the other guys in the league can't physically see you right now, but sure. um, Guardians of Galaxy, I know you've been one of those guys that I've always tried to extend some trade offers to and look at your team and maybe try to pluck a few guys. And I know we've pulled off a few trades here and there, but uh, sure. we'll dive into that. But I know um, we kind of want to get to know you and I'll let Danny kind of uh, do his little Q&A with you to let us uh, know who you are. Yeah, let's make this episode about you, Corey. T- tell us what you do, where you're living, what you do for a living, what's family life like, who do you root for, who do you can't stand in baseball, that sort of thing. So just give us sure. a rundown of who Corey Reynolds is. Perfect, perfect. So uh, Colorado native, actually still living just outside of Denver right now. Um, actually, uh, Ben and Tim, who are part of the league, I've known them since middle school, so Two of my best friends I've known for a while now. Um, I work in the wastewater industry, so sell pumping and process equipment to water treatment plants, uh, municipalities, things like that. Help uh, keep our water flowing out here in Colorado specifically. I'm actually engaged at the moment, so I currently have a set date uh, next June for uh, the wedding there. We got engaged right when COVID started. We were actually on a trip out in Hawaii when everything shut down, so we were uh, halfway through our trip, and everyone's like, you guys got to get out of Hawaii. So that was interesting. But she, now what, uh, uh, I got to interject now. What sure. does engaged at the moment mean? <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> Probably a horrible wording on my point. But, it's, it's a uh, pending waiver wire. Move. Right. I mean, she stuck around for 10 years at this point, so I hope she's not going anywhere. But nice. uh, yeah, we, We've been dating since uh, college, so been there for a while. It was probably just a little bit of nerves here. The truly hasn't kicked in yet, but yeah, just uh, took her out to Hawaii with my family. She's a big uh, nature and hiking person and not so much me and surprised her on a hike one morning and she was not ready for it, but luckily she said yes and hasn't said uh, no till now. And that was, you know, over a year ago now. So still going strong, just make it till June. And I think we're home free. So I'm sure she's the Shohei Otani of catches too. So congratulations. And I hope there is a let's play two section at the church that we can sit way in the far back. (laughs) There we go. There we go. (laughs) And lob a trade offer right when you're about to say, just do a play by play. We'll, we'll do the play by play. We're going to schedule the draft during your, during your (laughs) ceremony and honeymoon. Let's talk, let's talk a little bit about, I know Dan's always interested about team names, Cinder Guardian of the Galaxy. So yeah, t- take us through it. That's how we know you. Right, right. Usually I try and pick my team name based on players I actually have. But uh, I think when I first joined a couple years ago, I was just kind of scrolling through and that just kind of stuck out to me. I was like, that's such a cool name. And how can you not use Cindergard in a name if you can figure it out? So just kind of rolled with it. And, you know, that year one, I somehow lucked into a victory without, like I was mentioning earlier, reading uh, fully through the rules and uh, understanding everything. But it ended up sticking. Um, so I was like, well, that's a lucky charm. Can't change it now. So I've just kind of stuck with it these uh, three years now, although last year was less than good. And then obviously we'll see how the, the rest of this year ends up. But yeah, just uh, love the movies. And uh, it was just a fun way to incorporate 
Noah Syndergaard, who is a, a pretty fun player when he's not hurt. So I'm sure he could be yours for a very small price. Danny <laughs> drafted him hoping for maybe a June appearance, and I'm pretty sure he's not going to make an appearance. Oh, no. I, I drafted him thinking, if this guy can give me two and a half starts on the season, that'll pay off. <laughs> uh, and even that is a stretch right now if he's going to give me that. Well, that takes us to uh, just the bullpen warm-up. And here we go. And it's just a little bit of a name game I wanted to play with you guys. So uh, for those of you at home listening or in your cars listening or in your bed listening, which that is really flattering if we are the last sultry tones you are listening to before you fall asleep. It's just a little bit of a name game. I say a player's name and you say right so these two guys are going to chime in and dan will have a player and certainly Corey will have a player so I'll, I'll go first really quick here and you guys i say trevor bauer and you say what disgust that guy all that money that he got and to come into a big role like he did with the dodgers and danny i know you're a dodger fan so i you know apologies for that part but man this guy had everything going for him the right team, the right situation, all the money there, things working in his you know, favor. I, I think he seemed, at least on the surface, like a pretty likable guy, right, with his podcast and just his persona. And then, and, and you know, this is off baseball, but again, I think he just really kind of went off the rails there. And naturally, it affects him as a fantasy-relevant player because the guy who owned him is just sitting there, got to be like, man, what, what do I, what do I do? I have no idea when he could come back. He keeps getting pushed and pushed. Yeah, I mean, it. I, I don't know. Disgust is hard. It's just, I feel like as an athlete, like you've got you know enough to live up to, and like these guys make god awful amounts of money and it's like you can't figure out a way to do whatever you want to do on the side in not this fashion like i mean you know it, the big one back here was ty lawson for the nuggets i think before he left as a nugget he had three duis out here and it's like bro hire your friend as your driver or something like i mean there's just you think there would be ways that these athletes could you know legally I'm not saying like I don't want to get into what he did and what he didn't do, but like there's got to be a way you can set yourself up to not get in trouble on things of, of this nature like that seem to just pop up constantly. And it's just I don't know, it just constantly amazes me that it still happens. And then, you know, from a fantasy perspective, it's like it leaves that taint, too, because then you're like next year, if he's available and pitching, you're like, OK, do I really want to even like it's hard to almost just put the fantasy blinders on and be like, well, just as a player, I'm good. But I Do I want to be the guy who owns Trevor Bauer and yeah, has right? to explain that to my wife? Yeah, I right. feel bad for Marcus. I, I do. I mean, it's just been since whatever, early July. And Marcus has had him sitting there with just that O. And it's not even a yeah. medical O. It's just this guy's a criminal at this point or at least yeah, going right. through all that. All right. I'm going to go a little off the cuff here. Uh, I'm going to – when I say Cedric Mullins – I would uh, go with that would who I would I'd make myself in the show when I play that. That's how I play is the fast and occasionally a little pop. So coming out of nowhere, I love it, man. Like it's always nice to find someone uh, who finally gets noticed and runs with it. I think another early person that would I would compare there was Akil Badu at the beginning of the year. They just kind of both came out and just 
went nuts and it was it's fun because it's uh those are players you usually probably didn't get drafted at all in our league you know they're sitting on the waiver wire and they're huge pickups and you know Mullins has just been able to do it all year I think Badu's tailed a little bit but kind of had a good resurgence here recently so you know that that's fun that makes uh this game a lot of fun and uh one of the ways you get to the top you got to comb that waiver wire and fill those holes when they come up so I, I love it I think it's been awesome yeah Ryan fell into that gem uh right so it, it gives you hope that sometimes your draft doesn't have to be perfect you don't you know you can miss in those teens on those rounds in the teens or in the 20s because somewhere sometimes you're just paying attention and suddenly this kid starts to hit and uh certainly plays every day and just kind of been an anchor for him right ryan could just plug Mm -hmm. him in and kind of forget about him that was it right he's just one of those great players that you could just plug in and it was like tory hunter for me way back in the day i could just plug in tory hunter and then not worry about it It was gonna play 150 games never got hurt always did the 280 and 20 plus home runs and like that's just the numbers i'm gonna need that's what this kid kind of feels like so ryan did yeah ryan really lucked out yeah, and he, and he nabbed him, you know, April 8th, looking at it and looking at his sort of chart of points this year. He never really had a big deviation. He was always climbing uphill. He had a little bit here and there where he kind of leveled off, but never a big drop where he might have been tempted to just release him. So, yeah, that, that was that's an interesting player and a not probably a very sexy, well-known name either. Yeah. Corey, you got one. I'm, I'm going to go with a fun one you guys joked about last time just because why not, but uh, Andrew Vaughn. <laughs> I drafted him, and <laughs> I believed, at least in March, I believed, and I, I'm not really impulsive when I when I dump a guy. Uh, I, I kind of gave him his deal. I wanted to see where that was going to go. I wanted to see what the White Sox were all about. I felt like the White Sox were going to be a good team, and I thought he was going to fit in there, and I thought he had a – a chance to play but then they were trying to figure out whether he's going to be an outfielder or a dh and then jimenez went down so he's going to get a little bit of playing time but you always always have to kind of endure those mm, struggles for a rookie at the very beginning and how long are you willing to right i i, I really kind of had no doubt that he was going to hit uh like i said i drafted him so I, I i did believe and i actually kind of still do believe and so it didn't surprise me when he struggled but i just couldn't hang in there and i'm like okay i'm just going to need to get production a little bit faster than this and so i'm the one who dumped him out there uh but he's gone through a few transactions i'm sure not as not as many as uh jonathan br the <laughs> the virtual reality star but uh, i think I, I like andrew vaughn uh so I, i'm a fan of it i just i, I wish i could have held on to him and then he ended up certainly i think he's 20 plus home run i think he's 25 home runs or something like that i don't know exactly his numbers are but i know he's been solid a number comes to mind and that is six that is six different teams Andrew Vaughn has been on in this league, which happens to be double his points that he's had in the last seven days. And I will say I am someone that owned him and was hoping to capitalize on just a player that was at a really good ball club and you knew was probably going to get those opportunities. And it just seemed like, like you said, with Eloy Jimenez going down, he, he was primed to take off. And it seemed like, Danny, when you owned him, and then he kind of went down a little bit. And then Diamond Kids had, and it seemed like we all were trying to capitalize on him when he was going to hit. And it just never seemed to. And, and of course, now, Corey, you being the one that owns him, 
looks like you've had him for a little over a month. So you, you're, you've probably held on to him the longest. So, hey, you never know. You never know what you're going to get out of some of these guys. It's like riding a roller coaster, right? <laughs> or the first something for the first time. You don't want to be the first guy. You just want to be next and just reap the benefits <laughs> reap the benefits from that. And that seems to where Corey, Corey was living. He was, just, he was next to own Andrew Vaughn. And, yep, there is Andrew Vaughn for yeah, sure. Yeah, but you don't want to be the guy in that roller coaster when it's – Stops at the top of the hill. You don't. You don't want to be that guy. So I, I've been that it's guy quite that a bit. I've been that guy quite a bit. Who's catching that first part of the wave, but not really catching the wave. Like I was on AJ Pollock, and then AJ, and then I dropped him, and AJ Pollock went off. I grabbed Votto, dropped him, and then he hit 11 home runs in a row, or whatever he did. <laughs> I dropped Andrew Vaughn. So. Yeah, maybe I gotta just trust myself a little bit, but sometimes you just you just look at your team and you're like, you know what? What I need is I need more Jonathan VR in my life, and so that's where I'm, <laughs> that's where I'm living. <laughs> it takes us to the taking the mound section of the podcast, uh, Corey. This is really all about you, man. And and my question really is just as you talk to the league, how's it been? You've been with us three years at this point. What stories do you want to tell? How's it been part of this league? Certainly this is, uh, you know, Ben who's in first place. So this is a good time to trash talk a little bit. So uh, this is your section. You take it. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, no, uh, I love the league. I think it's awesome. It's something, you know, uh, growing up, it's always been uh, fun doing fantasy and, um, honestly, Ben, Tim, and I, one of the things we used to do growing up was uh, sit here and we would draft teams, whether it was baseball, football, basketball, and all we would do is simulate like on consoles. Like we wouldn't even play the games. We'd draft teams and simulate. So to be able to do it with, you know, real life stats is just a blast. And to see what you guys have created, the depth that goes into it is just, it's awesome. It's been a ton of fun. Like that's why we wanted to get Tim in here last year. I think he was a little slow in pulling the trigger and responding, but uh, something we knew he would enjoy. So, um, yeah, it's been a blast. I look forward to many more years as uh, long as I'm allowed and keep going there. But uh, the one story I'll drop for Ben since he's, you know, rocking everybody in first was uh, – in high school here, uh, I believe it was my 16th birthday. So he came over, spent the night, normal birthday stuff, and he had a baseball game early in the morning. Um, so he left, uh, went out. Next thing you know, we get a text from him. He's like, oh, hey, guys, like I'm in the hospital. And we're like, what, what do you mean? And he's like, yeah, I broke my leg sliding into second base. So uh, the day after my birthday, he got a spiral fracture in his leg uh, playing baseball, caught his cleat caught and rolled over it. So... Uh, unfortunate for him, but uh, that's uh, some old pain for you, Ben. So you can, you know, enjoy your sweet victory that much more. <laughs> the Juan Lagares, right? Wasn't it Juan Lagares in the Chase Utley? Why the Chase Utley rule even even uh, exists is because Juan Lagares, when he was playing for the Mets, just wrecked his leg. So right. from now on, I'm just going to refer to Ben as Juan Lagares. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Corey, you may not have mentioned this earlier. I just didn't hear it, but. Looks like you're wearing a Mariners jersey. Is that correct? Did I catch that, that right? That is. I got a little uh, little Griffey Jr. jersey, actually. Uh, so Ben, uh, if you guys I don't know if he mentioned it on his, I don't remember, but he just recently got married, I guess. Uh, same wife, second time, because they uh, did a little ceremony during COVID, um, and then they were finally able to here this year do an official ceremony with everyone. So You're saying bachelor- he picked up a wife? <laughs> he dropped her and then picked her up again? <laughs> Basically, picked her up on, off the wire. A real, an, real Andrew Vaughn story. <laughs> oh. 
How can you not be romantic about baseball? And so uh, we, uh, for his bachelor party, actually, we got to take him to the all-star game um, and all, that whole weekend. So uh, I've never had a baseball jersey. The last one I wanted was Andres Galarraga, the big cat. That was my dude growing up from the Blake Street Bombers. And, of course, Tim has that jersey because Tim was a left-handed first baseman. Um, so that fit. So I was like, well, that's sad. I need a jersey. And we were out looking for hats, uh, me and another friend right before, and I saw this Griffey Jr. jersey. I was like, well, you can't go wrong with the kid. Like, I love the kid. So that was my first jersey purchase and uh, just for the All-Star game and figured it was uh, – appropriate to wear it on the podcast so yeah i just happened to notice kind of the tip of the logo that's all i could see and i just saw that little bit above the m and i was like okay yeah that's Mariners. <laughs> one run on let's see one hit that's all we got one goddamn hit you can't say goddamn on the air no, <laughs> worry, <nobody's laughs> the one two three inning and uh of course out one i can't believe i'm gonna start us off and then we'll work Corey and into dan lauer uh you guys i can't believe that baka is still in third <laughs> he has in my mind like you got five pitchers and they're kind of okay pitchers but how are you still surviving in third and I think, I feel, and I hope it's just a matter of time before I just hunt him down. Daryl, I'm going to try to hunt you down. I just don't know if he can get to that pitching, especially in the last weekend where pitchers are so suspect, where guys are going four innings because they're trying to save the starter for the first game of a playoff game or, or something like that. And it's always just so dicey in that last weekend. So... I've played that game too many times where I've tried to pick up guys. I'm like, all right, I've got 10, 10 starts to burn. And I'm wondering if that's in his head because, you know, I've, I've had 10 starts to burn and grained no ground because it's just been such mediocrity. And you pick up the KC Mises of the world on a weekend and it's just not getting you the ground you need. So I can't believe he's still in third, but I'm going to try to change that maybe for the next podcast. Corey, I can't believe. I can't believe how tight this whole middle ground is in the league. I mean, I think, like I said, the first year I was pretty much hanging out towards the top and didn't notice it maybe. And then last year I was complete opposite way towards the bottom. I think I finished 11th last year. So I've never really been in like the meat and potatoes of a a run here but i mean we were mentioning it earlier i mean it's such a tight race from you know third through ninth even like it's just it's crazy it makes it fun but it's just like holy crap this late in the season it's that close like you gotta even be more on your toes with your selections and who you're starting who you're swapping out it's crazy with your fiance over your shoulder <laughs> saying you better get that 30 dollars, man let's go <laughs> you know what really makes it fun is when you've been in this league since you uh invented it and you still haven't won it so that's what makes it fun <laughs> talk about meat and potatoes i haven't even started with the gravy yet dan uh, lauer i can't yeah. believe I'm going to say I can't believe that Danny Hallweg has more moves, transactions than I do. There used to be almost a rule in place because of how many transactions I would make in a season. And to actually see Danny making this many moves, and I understand because he's not used to not being in the top three. So I think he's in a little bit of a panic mode right now, knowing that he isn't quite in the money. Cool as a cucumber, baby. But I've got a move ready I need to make here in just a second. <laughs> that cucumber is about to turn into a pickle. 
<laughs> no, you're right. I, I am now really trying to just scramble and like who's on the doubleheader today? Kyle Farmer. Kyle Farmer is not long for my team, but he is today because he was on a doubleheader. So it is really becoming moves uh, like that, right? Brandon Belt for me to own a San Francisco Giant is just ridiculous business. Uh, but the pickup for me, thanks for the Giancarlo Stanton, damn hey. Bauer. You're welcome, man. I uh, I have to say, look, because I'm sure everybody's out there is just wondering why would anybody drop them, and and really just to you know put it into perspective. At the time, the guy was DH only. Now Danny kind of lucked into this where he did just get outfield eligibility, but for my sake, he could only be in that utility spot, and he was so inconsistent. But I kept knowing the title of this podcast. Hold. Hold. I just got to hold on because I know the Yankees are going to turn around and he's going to be a part of that. And I just couldn't, man. I was so worried I was going to slide out of the top three. I had to make the move. And as you'd always expect in one of those positions, a guy like that is going to kick it into gear. And he did. But I'm glad at least Danny got him and not somebody else that you know maybe is like nipping at my heels and then passes me because of it so it is the greatest fear of us all it like drops drop andrew vaughn and then vaughn just takes off to drop Votto, and then Votto just takes off it always it always happens speaking of hold hold that takes us to out two of the one two three inning and i the question is and i'll throw it to dan first are you feel good about it do you think you can hold on that's not a problem for you uh clearly ben's gonna hold on and uh, and then we'll toss it to to Corey, uh, hoping things change for him. I, I imagine so. No, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm again. I, I think I'm not somebody who's going to be arrogant, especially in this league and at this point. I've I've seen a what was it, Danny? You can recall just a few years ago when I pretty much owned the league in first place up until maybe the last month. Even less it was than September. That. It yeah. was September. And whether called cocky or arrogant and just kind of eh, lackadaisical in my moves, but I lost it. And I ended up in like, I think either fourth or third. So I'm not going to say that I have this and I can hold it, but I feel relatively okay that I can. It's just when you get a guy like a Wade Miley go out there today and give up five and not even go two innings, when you have a, you know, uh, who did I have yesterday? Ryu, like just got torched. And that's like the second time in three starts he's given up seven runs. So those are the things that really make me kind of nervous and make me have to start getting a little picky and choosy now with a month to go on who's going to make it. You know, it's like The Bachelor, right? Who's going to get that final rose? And some of these guys, Carlos Santana, you know, uh, Stanton, they're not going to be part of the, you know, the season finale. Corey, you're you're behind me 120-ish something points and obviously, I guess the question is, can you hold on to fifth and higher? Are you worried about the guy behind you? And do you feel like you can make the climb? Yeah, I mean, uh, like I said earlier, like being in the middle of this, like you never know. I mean, uh, I, f- I was confident when I was in ninth that I could move up. And then uh, some of these streaming options lately, I've had guys <laughs> get like five run leads and pitch four innings and I get nothing out of it. So it's hit or miss, man. If I can get uh, a little healthier, I think getting uh, – I just got Ian Anderson back and Savale is supposed to come back here shortly. If I can get some of these starters going, that's been my big bugaboo this year. I think uh, part of the reason why I made the trade for Musgrove you know, is finally have a true ace on my team. But if I can get some of these starters that are actually going to pitch, that will be huge. But then again, I get uh, Ozzie Albies 
fouls a ball off his knee last night. So who knows how long he's out (laughs) and he's, you know, been my top hitter all year. So it'll be interesting. I mean, if I can stay healthy and these guys perform like they should, I mean, I can make a good run, but if it's like the rest of the year has been, I mean, I could easily fall or sit, sit where I'm at too. So it'll be an interesting uh, into the season for sure. I saw (laughs) that foul tip and it smacked him right on the knee and he went down and I even texted Brian (laughs) because it was a Dodger game, so I was up watching the thing, and it looked horrific. I think he's going to be okay, but, oh, man, you could just feel Like, I went and iced up my own knee and took some ibuprofen because it was so bad. I will say, Corey, that uh, I'm glad that we were able to pull off that trade and that you are at least seemingly happy with Musgrove. But I will be honest that the first start he made for you against the Diamondbacks, probably right. the one you were thinking, oh, here's another no-hitter. He just gets pummeled with six runs. And I, I'm going to admit, I was laughing. And um, then what, didn't what? a grand slam right after that, too? But then, <laughs> not even a week later, Winker, who you traded me for Musgrove, is on the IL and has been ever since. Karma. Karma. <laughs> but it happens. Uh, I, I don't know if I can hold. I would feel a lot better if Trout finally got up and ran a base i but it just doesn't seem like it's gonna happen so i really don't know it is so uncertain for me i would feel like i could at least hold fourth and certainly catch baka if i felt like i could get trout back in god if i I was expecting him you guys in late june i think was like the first prognosis and i had mentioned this on the last podcast man my biggest fear right now is that he's not going to come back and play and now I don't think he's going to come back and play. So I've got this keeper on my IL that I'm just going to have to ride to the end because obviously I'm not going to dump him. But, oh, my goodness. Um, Let's see. Trout for Mookie Betts, Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) I tried. (laughs) Yeah, well, hey, at least, you know, if it makes you feel any better, you've gained, you know, 36 points on Baca today. Um, Can you imagine if I had Trout? Holy (laughs) cats. Anyway. Out three. I was way off on this player, or I dropped him, and whoops. Lauer, either one of those two come across your head about someone you dropped? or? Yeah, man, I got to say, I was way off on Carlos Santana. You know, he's somebody that had... You know, I texted you last night, right? It was it was bittersweet. I've owned the guy. He's been a keeper for me for a few years. I sent you the Santana emoji. Yeah, it, it, I was way off, man. To keep him, he went to a new team, a, a lower class team being the Royals, and he just never got it going. I mean, there was points where I was like, all right, he's on thin ice, and I kept him around because he would hit a home run, and I had to pull the cord last night, and just he had to get booted to the street. I, I was just way off. He's one. typically great in a in a total points league, so I I don't fault you for keeping him or whatever. But no, I, I think I, it's I totally just get age it. is catching up with him. You know, it's it's I think it it could just be a thing. I mean, I look I had to go and look at points over the last thirty days. He had had like fifteen points in the last month. I mean, that's there's guys getting you that in two days, and so it's tough. <laughs> I'd already gotten rid of Stanton, so it was like, well, here we go. We'll try this again. Yeah, I need Carlos Santana and Nelson Cruz that. Let's go. Um, <laughs> Corey, it's you, buddy. Uh, what do you got? 
So I got two, actually. One uh, One's on Dan's team, but uh, two top ten players I gave up on way too early. Uh, one uh, being Eduardo Escobar. I had him last year during the 2020 season, and he just kind of fizzled. I kept him on way too long last year and then got him again early this year, and he struggled out the gates, dropped him, and then, of course, he goes off. And then uh, the other one's actually on Tim's team and uh, local guy, Herman Marquez. Same thing, had him for his first, I think, three starts didn't do too hot and then just went on an absolute tear and is now, you know, number nine starting pitcher in our league. So both of those are of course, two of my weaker spots in the lineup, third base and starting pitching. And who knows where, uh, where I could have been if I would have trusted my gut a little bit longer or held on. But yeah, those two definitely hurt. (laughs) I think, I think the Eduardo Escobar thing is, is more of just a learning curve, right? I mean, I know you've been in the league for years and it's not a, it's not a knock on you. I think it's, we've all been there. And I think Danny and I could tell you plenty of stories, but he's just one of those guys, man, that I'm looking at the transaction. You, you dropped him on the sixth day of April. And so you really kind of let go early. And I saw that and I was like, oh man, this is an easy take. Even if he fails, no big deal. But I think it's just one of those things, I mean, you get used to and you're just like, well, I got to keep holding, keep holding. You know, that was the Jock Peterson for me, right? And and I just kept holding on and kept holding on thinking, all right, he's going to turn the corner. And then usually you get to that midpoint before the all-star, somewhere in and around there, it seems like that appropriate time. But hey, if just as easily, man, he could have stayed down. And, and it would have looked like a smart move. So you never know. You it's said it. that, and I immediately thought, oh, you're the one who dropped that <laughs> he, he hurt me. He hurt me bad last year. I had forgotten who I'd gotten him from, and I was like, oh, man, I saw him come up, and I happened to be like, I think I was first or second on the waiver, and it just worked out for me. So Really what kind of comes to mind, and it's not led that he's been stellar, but I think he's been really good for Sergeant Major is uh, McCutcheon. And I got McCutcheon at a good price. It was somewhere in the early teens or whatever, and I thought, he's just one of those guys, can I count on Andrew McCutcheon to just kind of sit in that outfield slot? And Because I don't ever really have the greatest outfield. I, I have always have a really solid infield, and I really kind of push pitching, but my outfield is the one that takes the hit I'm outside of a trout that won't run. And we get to a point where I'm like, I just can't deal with Andrew McCutcheon. I, maybe age is caught up to him, or his injury from last year but i think he's actually done really good for aj and loveland sea sharks so i kind of regret that one because it'd be nice and and i'm okay with my outfield but that was one i gave up on too early and i feel like ah that's kind of a whoops every now and then he's the only he's the only ex-girlfriend i kind of go back to sort of check out and see how how andrew mccutcheon's doing All right, it brings us to the blown save section, the goose gossage section of the podcast. We are definitely going to just spotlight Guardians of the Galaxy and what do we think. And of course, Corey, you'll get the last word, but Dan and I are just going to tear into this team and <laughs> tell you all the things that have gone horrifically wrong in your life. Thank goodness you have a, you know, a fiance and you got that to look, to look forward to. But Dan Lauer, Cinda Guardians of the Galaxy, which I always referred to as this is the Trevor Story Trey Turner team. For whatever reason, it, that's how I always mm. sort of label it like oh that's that team and i know all the teams but cine guardians is always the oh the, the story turner team yeah no i mean you're right i mean i i look at i look at your team and naturally i see a few guys that i'm like okay you know when when you made this draft right like we we knew there was going to be 
some power there. Um, I, I think everybody could attest to a Trey Turner and Story and a Rizzo being key guys. Jordan Alvarez, I think when you he was somebody that I could have kept, you know, going into this draft, and I opted not to because of his recent injuries, um, and I just opted not to. And I think, man, good for you because he really has, you know, done you well, and uh, I, I'm at least happy for you that he did do that well. I, I, I'm sure there's, you know, naturally disappointments. Luckily for you, right? We can't look at your team from beginning till now so we can't maybe knock on you too bad for some of those mishaps you made along the way but I think you were smart right I can say this because I was on the other end of the deal Musgrove I think you know that was an important piece there for you to kind of you know slide up I mean he just got you 40 points 40 points goes a long way in September so that's that's key and Granky um you know he's you know, you just wonder, right? Like your gasp it, right there says it all. Yeah, uh, it's, I, he's just not somebody I would draft because he makes me. I. It's like Andrew McCutcheon. You know, he. You. You hear the name and you think, God, is he still playing? This guy here is dead. Cross him off then. Like it's been that long, right? Cranky has been around since he was a royal, and it's just like, gee, many Christmas he's been around. But um, I. I I know we had tinkered with the idea of I had reached out to you about a Trey Turner trade, and it wasn't even for me. It was for a fellow compadre. But anyway, that's seeing him on there. Now he's with the Dodgers, which, oh, could you have gotten any better um, to go to a team like that? So bravo on that. But hey, listen, man. I think at the end of the day, right, you've got you've got a chance. I mean, you're not that far behind, and I think you keep plugging in in the right spots and just adding things. But Shane McClanahan is is probably that one guy that I think you grabbed and were able to hang on to that has just really been lights out. And I know, I, I know the name because he was a local kid in Tampa. And so uh, when the Rays took him and then uh, lastly, I'll just say one of our old things was here is uh, I can't believe uh, I can't believe Eric Haas is still in your team. I don't know how long you've owned him as your catcher, um, I thought he was still on the IL, but apparently he's not. But congrats to you on that one. <laughs> Dan is always the nicer of us two when it comes to it. Your team can hit, man. Like it, it should hit. Uh, I don't know who Eric Haas is. You could probably have an empty catcher spot, and it will still hit. However, that pitching is a disaster and a half <laughs> and a half. I'm thinking, oh, wow, this was – if any trades need to be made, like, man, I guess I just would have started packaging somebody or a couple of people to to get some – even if it were, like, for next year. Like, oh, I definitely need to go to next year with a keeper starter. I think that's where, like, kind of Ben, right? Ben has that Scherzer keeper starter. Lauer has that Bieber slash Garrett Cole keeper. And it just – at least you feel good about it. And I'm thinking – Okay, who am I keeping in the pitching? Yeah, I'm not going to keep anybody on this pitching staff at all. Why Nick Anderson is still there on the IL 90 or 60 or 150. It's like the IL two years. I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. But it was like a pitching leap of faith with Alex Wood, who can be all right. And he's pitched, I think, way over. The Savali hit was was a hard one to take. It's probably your best pitcher that you've been without. And I, before we toss it to you, because, again, I like I like the hitting. The 
well, how many times has Luis Arias been picked up and dropped is also a trivia question we can deal with. Um, and I drafted Josh Bell, so I probably reaped a little bit more benefits than I have, but I have no regrets about that. And But the Rizzos, right, the Tuckers, the Turner, the Story bit, man, it's just the Ozzy Albies. Like, man, these are really good keepers to, to work in. Here's what I'll leave you a question and then you can kind of go into how you feel about your team. Would you trade Trey Turner for Fernando Tatis Jr.? It is, would you do that, or is there a reason you would keep Trey Turner? Not that I own Fernando Tatis Jr., I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. That'd be, that'd be an interesting one to look at. I mean, Trey's had his own injury history in the past. He's been, you know, knock on wood, good this year, but that's not been something of uh, his that's been uh, he's been good and clean with. So it could be interesting. I and mean, that's the tough part with them. You get them both on the field. They're superstars. But how long do you have them on the field for is the, the kicker. Like, um, So that'd be it. That'd be, you know, worth looking at for sure. I think they're Trey in this lineup, though, I think might take the cake. I think the Padres, they're building there. They're just not quite there yet, which, you know, hooray for me and my Rockies. We get to deal with that for the next decade. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, that'd be, a, that'd be a fun one. But, uh, you know, I agree with you guys. My pitching staff took big hits when uh, the year I won, I had Verlander and Strasburg, you know, headlining that. So I had two aces to kind of lean on and you know a younger I think I've had Greinke all three years now I've just redrafted him but yeah this uh, this year I mean Verlander Tommy John at the end of 2020 I was like there's no point in keeping him as a keeper especially at 36 or 37 when he comes back Strasburg is just Ben Strasburg same type of kind of argument I just had with Turner and Tatis is when he's out there he's usually pretty dang good but you never know when he's going to be out there um, so it's been kind of piecemeal um, <clears throat> I thought I, I thought I was uh, headed in an okay direction um, with who I had before. I mean, again, Ian Anderson just came back, and uh, Tavale here, you know, that sprained finger, and I lose two months of a pretty durable pitcher, and I've just been having to hit streaming. Um, got lucky with McClanahan. My catcher position has been a freaking turnstile all year. I think I had Carson Kelly, who was raking, and then broke his finger, and then I had um, – Grandall right before he took his knee injury so it's just been like catching good ways and then trying to fill in after injuries and you know the catcher position is not deep even in our league where you can get away with a little more power forward but uh Haas did me well had him off the IL so far not so well so I mean that's always a position that can uh, roll but yeah other than that I mean I can't can't really complain with what's happened. I think, uh, like I said, I got unlucky uh, with my own self and my own doubts on a, a couple of players that I think could have pushed me closer. You know, having Marquez as a true ace throughout the year or maybe ace light if you want to go that route. And, uh, you know, Escobar as a, a third baseman, that's been a position of weakness of mine. Could have changed the tides a little bit, but you live and you learn. You, you go with what you feel. And that was what I was feeling, unfortunately, or fortunately. So... <laughs> I've got one question for you, um, and I'm going to test your own transaction memory. Um, how did you feel, and how do you feel now about Cody Poteet? Who is that? From the Marlins? The starter. Marlins starter? <laughs> yeah, because I'm, I'm just curious, because you dropped Jonathan India for him, who has turned out to be one of my best players. I'm just curious who this Poteet 
so, whoever he is. Right? That was a, a one of those streaming pickups, trying to play matchups, which I usually try and do when I stream, you know, put my best uh, position. I'm not chasing quality starts. That's already hard enough. But at least a win, try and gain something out of uh, that starting spot. And I think when I dropped India, too, was one of his little downturns. I have India on two of my other leagues that I play in, too. So I think I just uh, timed that one poorly. And then, of course, looking at my team, you know, I had Albie's Turner story. And I think Jordan might have been still DH only. So I didn't have a whole lot of spot for him. I don't think he was third base eligible yet when I had him. And if he was, then that was a horrible decision on my part. So, um, yeah, just uh, just another one where it's just uh, not in my core moment and uh, a core team, if you will, of what I was looking at and just kind of try to play it to what I saw. And It's cool. And since Danny said I was too nice, now I'm going to come for you. I mean, that's Marwin fair. Gonzalez. Marwin Gonzalez, by the way, is who you added when you dropped Eduardo Escobar. <laughs> who the hell is Cody Poteet, son? Rookie starter, man. I think he got me like 16 points that start, too. So I'm not going to. He hasn't done anything since, but that one start. We're going to send you a Poteet jersey for your second jersey. To go I'm right going to have to sew Perfect. it myself. Perfect. Perfect. I don't even think the clubhouse manager knows who he is. <laughs> Getting a sharpie out like P O P O T E E E T. It's I'll tell you what, man. It's a nightmare sometimes when you go back and 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 you do like a filter on all your transactions for the year. Just don't do it because that's what I just did for you. It really brings up bad memories. It's like rehashing like ex. It's like it's like going back on like Facebook or Instagram and looking at like ex girlfriends and they're super hot and they've got like really good looking, you know, rich husband. You're like, God dang. Corey, thanks so much for jumping on, man, and spending some time with Laura and I, and uh, just making fun of your team for a little bit. I hope you're enjoying the league. I oh, appreciate it, guys. It's been a blast, and uh, look forward to the rest of this year and hopefully uh, many more years to come. It's been awesome, so thank you. I'm going to close it and wrap it up, and then I'll leave uh, Dan to say what he's going to say as far as his advice for you people who are still making some shenanigan tra- waiver wire pickups out there. Yeah, thanks for another uh, shot at giving us uh, some airtime here and listening to us, you guys, on the Let's Play 2 podcast. Of course, you're probably streaming this on Spotify because it's the easiest one, but you know there's an Apple podcast, a Google podcast, a Stitcher and other places that you stream your audio. We are all over the place. We just have a 13 uh, listening audience sort of rating. But uh, that's all we want. Dan Lauer. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, Corey, man. Hey, listen, good to meet you. Congrats on the engagement. And, you know, uh, look forward for you to get married and uh, continue to play in this league. It's a lot of fun. Dan and I started this back in, I think, 08 was when we determined 08, 09. A lot of changes since then, but it, it is. It's a lot of fun, and it's really come a long way from where it was then. Rule changes and just, it's much more competitive now. Years and years ago, you would not have seen this close of you know how close in proximity teams are to one another this you know close to the end of the season so i'll I'll leave everybody with this that normally i tell you hey pay attention to this pay attention to that what i'd say is look guys football starting disregard your fantasy baseball team pay attention to football just set your lineup set it and forget it and uh i'll see you in second place cody poteet is out there everybody we'll see you next time and we'll Suddenly losing steam Wake up from your sleep 
anyway, Cody, thanks for so much, man, for uh, jumping on here. Hold on, hold on. You just called him Cody. <laughs> You're going to want to back that train up real quick. Poteets in his head. Poteets in his I head. I am so not editing that. Corey, <laughs> thanks so much for joining us. No worries, guys. Oh, it's been awesome. awesome. <laughs> I am going to do this. <laughs> I had like 55,000 Cody jokes in my head right as soon as you had brought that up. 